Good evening and welcome to season two of Racism Magazine's weekly podcast. This season, as you know, I have a lineup of incredible new guests from the adult entertainment industry, from porn stars to cam models and content creators. Today, a very special day, Roticism Magazine celebrating 15 years since we first launched the first edition in Spanish, 14 of those years which were free to our readers, and we proudly served as a tool to promote aspiring and accomplished ladies, from sex workers to porn stars, and covering erotic events including Gay Pride, Miss Mexico Gay, and as well as the Sex Expo in Mexico City. But tonight we're talking eroticism, fantasies, and sex with America's favorite stepmom, porn star Ryan Keeley. My name is Kevin, the erotic photographer, and I'm your host. Good evening, Ryan, and welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, it's my pleasure. Um, now, tell us, Ryan, how long have you been in the adult business? I've worked in the adult industry for, oh gosh, a long time. Um, I uh, over a decade. Let's just keep it at that. <laughs> Not okay. <quite> well. <laughs> okay, that sounds fair. We'll keep it at over a decade. And uh, early in your in your beginnings, how did how did you start? How did you get rolling into uh, adult entertainment? Uh, so I worked behind the scenes for several years. I started working in a sex shop. From there, I worked at a distributor, I worked at an agency, I did production management for various productions. Um, I had a show on Playboy TV, I'm sorry, not on Playboy TV, that was later, <laughs> Playboy <laughs> Radio, uh, where I reviewed um, DVDs and interviewed, um, not the porn stars, but I really wanted to talk to the, the creators behind the content, such as, you know, the directors, the producers, and sometimes even the editors. Uh, so that was ages 18 to 22 and then at some point I decided that um, I was gonna get in front of the camera and so I started working as a glamour model at first. Uh, my first shoot was with Andrew Blake so I knew I was off to a good start and I worked with Holly Randall, I made uh, Hustler Magazine and I worked exclusively doing um, lesbian, girl, girl, and glamour modeling with a focus on foot fetish and pinup style modeling um, up until really 2011. In 2009, I was Penthouse uh, October Penthouse Pet October 2009, and then in 2011, I was Penthouse Pet of the Year runner up. Um, after that, I worked a little bit for Fleshlight, um, and then I took a hiatus from the industry, but I did not leave uh, working. Um, as a public figure, I was doing hosting for Stan Lee for his online website. Uh, I have a big passion. For POW, no? You, yes, you did a POW. lot of cultural events for POW and, yes, and I did. Uh, Stan Lee's entertainment uh, pro productions, no? Yes, I did. And then I went on and I had a show on Playboy TV and we did 82 episodes. Uh, and then uh, I guess I just kind of... Miss the adult industry, Dean Capture hit me up. I started interviewing the girls of the month for um, Cherry Pimps, or Cherry of the Month. That was 2017, and I just kind of jumped back in, first doing Girl Girl, and then eventually making my boy girl debut. Wow, I mean, that's, that's amazing. I mean, and you, you, you know, the, the photographers that you mentioned in the beginning when you started getting into adult, you're, we're talking about fine art photographers and yes. fetish photographers, right? We're not talking about, um, you know, the run-of-the-mill amateur photographers. When we talk about the names that you've mentioned, we're talking about top-of-the-line 
um, I've been featured in several erotic art books. I'm incredibly lucky with that part of my career. In fact, if you look at Tashin's The Big Book of Legs, those are my thighs on the cover. <laughs> yeah, and you've got some thighs there. Yes, I do. They, they hold me up. There Sometimes you go. I spread them. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I, I recently, I mean, I recently saw, um, and I know it's it's probably not a new production, but I recently saw a movie that you starred in with, I think it was Hannah Grace. You did a, a stepmom thing with Hannah Grace, and you've now become America's favorite stepmom. So how did that all start? Oh, I, I just gave myself the moniker, and it's worked really <laughs> great for branding. Um, when I retired from uh, taking my clothes off in 2011, um, at that point, I must have only been about 27, 28, and I thought it was really funny that I was getting booked as, in all these MILF roles. And uh, when I decided to come back, I was like, well, I'm going to have to embrace the MILF. And um, I'd been working with Jelena Jensen for a long time, another legendary glamour model. She used to run my website. Um, and she retired right as I was leaving, and she was going by uh, everyone's favorite stepmom. And I was like, well, you're retiring. So I just named myself America's Favorite Stepmom. And now, if you go to americasfavoritestepmom.com, you can find some of my best stepmom examples. And so while I do a lot of that, I also still do glamour modeling. I still do fetish. I still do just normal boy, girl, 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 boy, boy, girl, girl scenes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's funny. You, you, you pick a title and you go with it. Well, there you go. Yeah, it, I mean, and, and, it works, and, it, and it definitely works for you. I mean, it definitely it definitely has worked for you. I've seen a couple of the favorite stepmom productions that you've done, and like I said, with with Hannah Grace, it was a it was an interesting way how the the whole scene started and then it evolved. It was like it was really. It, it I was honestly really well could done. not tell you which scene it, it was because I stepmom all the time, and all the scenes <laughs> are exactly the same. Every single time I film a stepmom scene, I'm it's some entirely implausible reason for me to commit incest but you know i'm not related to these people i'm creating a fantasy for <laughs> exactly. adults and the check clears so <laughs> and and that's what we're talking about and i love the cheesy acting the cheesy acting oh yes that's the best part if i wasn't allowed to go full telenovela i don't know if i'd still do this <laughs> well i mean you've you've had the advantage that with the producers that you've worked with and the, the labels that you've worked with that they've kind of given you, you know, as you can see in a lot of the a lot of the stuff that you did, you you can see that they've given you sort of your free reign on developing your character in the scene. No, um, I wouldn't say that they've given me free reign. I'd say that they've shown up with a uh, two pages of a roughed out script, and I have to improvise on the fly, and I just happen to be very good at that. Oh. Um, so I'm not gonna say that uh, that you have free reign. No, though I should. <laughs> <laughs> now you've you've also you've done you've worked with Brazzers, you of know, which, which we know because I mean Brazzers is big in the U.S. Who else have you worked with? I know Naughty America is your most recent. Uh, you just did a couple of scenes with Naughty America. I, I just wrote about that for the uh, for the blog. Well, thank so, you. And those the lingerie that I'm wearing in that scene, which is uh, beautiful, Dita Montes lingerie, um, is also going about to be up for auction on mysexyauctions.com so if you've got any stocking or garter belt lovers out there just <laughs> they can go to my sexy auctions and they can own a piece of history well, uh, we're gonna have all of it we're gonna have all those links in the description for people just to click on and grab a hold of you love that 
you know that's one that's one of the important things there the other thing is that you uh you're also basically self-produced now you do a lot of your own productions of course so i um i produce for my only fans um which i produce it depends on how much but a fair amount of content per week per month um that's probably been uh my biggest baby my biggest passion project um especially because during covid you we were only able to shoot so much with other people um but i've always produced my own content i mean my, my the first iteration of ryanhealy.com probably goes back to i don't know 2008 2009 um so yeah it's it's a, something i've always done um and then coming from having a you know working behind the scenes and doing production management and then doing like distribution and retail sales i i've kind of had it with 360 view of the industry when you, well when you talk about distribution and retail sales what what products are you have you worked with or what
And so for me, I was like, it's going to last three days and then they're going to reverse it, um, which is exactly what happened. Um, and uh, that happened. And then, but during that time, all I did was research other platforms to port to. So if OnlyFans does go down, there's a million other cloning platforms out there that every smart creator is prepared to jump ship to. But uh, currently they get the most... Um, you have the most brand recognition and it's important to ally yourself with big brands particularly as you know there's there's no guarantees in this business there's no 401k there's no health insurance so you have to uh kind of plan for, of it. yeah and you have to plan for the future because i mean that's why i keep telling models you know the the, the day is going to come or the day may come when you'll find difficulties in in making money as easily in the industry and you know since we don't have a retirement plan you know Myself as a photographer, I, I don't, I, you know, I have my savings and that's it. You know, if I didn't save for the future for retirement, I wouldn't have a retirement. I don't work for a big company. I'm an independent photographer. I'm a, you know, now a writer, a, a, an editor of a magazine. So, you know what, who's going to pay my pension when I want to retire? Was that, I assumed that was rhetorical. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I know you're not going to pay my pension when I retire. So yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, and so many models, you know, I know so many out there and, and I've had a couple that have worked with me since they were young and they're now uh, 45, you know, and they're thinking about, okay, what's, what's next? So what's on the board for you next, Ryan? I am continuing to produce content for my OnlyFans. Um, I have actually, I'm shooting this week with Casey Warner, which I'm very excited about. I'm doing another fine art uh, book with Alan Amato, which I'm very excited to be part of. You can see me featured in a Monday night, I think it's Raw or AEW. It's a wrestling promo for the Hollywood Conk, Ryan Nemeth. That'll be coming out shortly. Um, and oh, I'm launching a merch line. So if you go to uh, my Instagram, that's ryankeely.com, backward slash ryankeelytm, as in trademarked. Uh, somebody else stole Ryan, stole Ryan Keeley under, from under me. Um, and you go to the link in my bio, you can buy merch. I have a t-shirt collaboration that I'm doing with uh, Emily Effler, who's a celebrity uh, celebrity tattooist here in Los Angeles. She designed a beautiful pinup of me. So we have those on sweatshirts, t-shirts, and pint glasses. And then I also have some phone cases and a couple other fun things. Okay, so are you in, uh, do you have ink? Excuse me? Do you have ink? Are you tattooed? Do you have a tattoo? Oh, no. If you, I, I have two very small tattoos. Um, my career as a glamour model uh it's very uh it, it can put you in a box to have too much ink in this line of work uh oh, yeah this is true i mean I, I have seen it i mean i i have a lot of a lot of models with uh that with tattoos um i, I don't mean, know there, why there are plenty out there there are, they do get work um but it's definitely uh uh it's a personal choice um but it can put you in a box what what where are you scheduled to to shoot next are you shooting in la or are you shooting have you been doing anything out of la no i haven't really i occasionally will go to vegas um most production is here still in los angeles and las vegas there is a fair amount in miami but um i haven't traveled cross country since um covid uh, I'm doing some West Coast travel. I've got some stuff up in Oakland with Kink. But no, I'm shooting on Wednesday and I cannot be more excited. So the first thing I'm shooting is will be for um, 
uh, will be for my site. I got a second project, and then I have a third project in the evening. So it's a busy day on Wednesday. <laughs> wow, all in one day. You know, it uh, it always works like that. Yeah, sometimes everything just falls into place on on a single day, and if you can if you can do it, it's great because it gives you gives you a little bit of time to recuperate after that. I, I saw I saw uh, some pictures on your uh, what was it on your Instagram where you did like an old west town. Oh yes, that was really fun. I was working with uh, the photographer orangutan. Um, that's a beautiful location, actually. I think that's it's here. In, it's here deep in the valley, maybe canyon country. And is it a private? Is it is it a private location or it's a? Yes. You, was it? Oh, it is. It's a, it's a it's a shooting set. Uh huh. Oh, that, that's nice. We have one. I I just shot uh, in, in here. We have a a movie producer who has a big property and he has built on it a ghost town. He's got there an old west town and uh, we've got 177 horses there. And I oh, use wow. it as I use it as an exclusive location there. And uh, we did just shoot some scenes on uh, bareback on a uh, on a bareback horse um, inside a little tavern, like the, you guys were were doing your mm -hmm. like semi lesbian scene there. Oh, that, those were just photos. You've got an amazing repertoire of work that you've done over the last looks like maybe 15 years since you started modeling. Yeah, it's about, yeah, I think that sounds about right. And and you did some work for Black as well, I saw. Yes, I did two shoots with them. And how did you like working with that producer? I mean, I, I really do like their content. I like their locations. I like their their scenes that they set up. Um, the first producer that I worked with with Black Raw was really, really great. Um, I had a wonderful time. Uh, my partner was great. And for my second shoot for the, for the marquee site, Blacked.com, again, my scene partner was amazing, but there was a uh, white French man up on a ladder yelling at me to uh, use racial epithets. So that did not go well. I was uncomfortable um, using that kind of racially charged language. So I don't think I will be working with them again. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, you don't want to integrate things like that into your scenes, especially <laughs> if they're going to be if they're going to be air, you know, you don't want uh, people to associate that with you personally. Yeah. You know, we want we want what we do to reflect who we are, not not, you know, what. Well, people I mean, I play I play a naughty stepmom a lot. So I don't think that I I think what I do is definitely I do a lot of character work, but everybody needs to have boundaries. I don't think I'm ever going to, you know, molest my stepchildren. Oh no, of course. <laughs> I doubt I mean, it too. Uh, only on browsers.com. <laughs> there you go. Only on America's favorite stepmom. .com exactly. .com. There you go. So if you want to see it there, that's where you're going to be going. Uh-huh. So yep. any advice that you would have for aspiring models who want to get into porn? Uh, I would recommend against it. It's, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a hard life. I mean, it's, uh, it's a hard life. It's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Um, you will forever be associated with it. There is no escape. Um, there are no tools for models to escape the industry. Like when I took my, I'm, I'm lucky because I'm smart and I, um, but you know, I remember, you know, when I took a break in 2011. I didn't even know how to write a damn resume. And yet I'd worked in like all of these, you know, really great positions at other companies. So it's um, transitioning out of it's really, really hard. Uh, people need to understand that um, 
if they choose to produce adult content, um, if there is any a custody dispute uh, with them and their child, their child will probably be taken away from them. Um, I, I, you can't work with children ever again. Um, so there's a lot of downsides to it. But I mean, I, I make my own hours. I nap every day. I get a buy. I get a write off buying some very lovely lingerie. Um, and I'm happy with the life, but it's not for everybody. Uh, and I think that people need to understand the consequences of what being a public figure can be. Yeah, I mean, it, it has an it has an impact without a doubt. And and you mentioned a lot of good points out there. Any positive points other than you know being able to make your own schedule? And I mean, is the money as good as everybody thinks it is? No, no. <laughs> I make a comfortable living. I'm happy, but I'm only supporting myself and three cats. Um, extremely spoiled cats. I will have you know. Uh, Sounds like my dog, yeah. <laughs> they only drink filtered water. It's annoying. Um, I mean, it's 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 punk rock, and you know, there it's one of the last few career choices that are truly punk rock. Um, it it always will be. I mean, there's no way that it isn't. I mean, if you want to get gas. From people when you tell them what you do tell them you're a porn star it really does uh shake up a dinner party oh, I, <laughs> I imagine especially for people who aren't in the industry i mean people in the industry are not going to be shocked did i work with you last week <laughs> <laughs> and, and i and i meant i guess that leads that that leads to another question you know when you're when we talk about when we, we I mean, we, 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 when we talk about relationships, you know, do you find or have you found that within the industry that the relationships that work better are those that are from the same industry um, rather than finding somebody and, you know, having a, a relationship with somebody that's out of the industry? I think having a relationship is hard um, no matter what. Just to begin is. with, yeah. Just to begin with. Um, I mean, it certainly doesn't make it easier. Uh, and I've dated in the industry, and I prefer to date outside of the industry because when I go home at the end of, end of the day, um, I don't want to talk about work or, you know, deal with brand strategy when I'm not in the mood for it. Uh, so it's nice to, you know, it's nice to have a, you know, diverse group of friends and, you know, who have a diverse group of interests. Well, this is, yeah, this is true. I mean, but I, I, I personally, I've found that a, a relationship with somebody that's not in the adult industry is more difficult um, because they don't understand the, a lot of times they don't understand the industry and what the demands are and how it affects us personally. I mean, I've dated, I've dated, you know, investment bankers and I honestly don't understand anything about what they do when they're at work. <laughs> so I don't think that, that, uh, I don't think our partners, you know, it being hard to explain our jobs is, is exclusive to the industry. Um, I think that that kind of thinking kind of further stigmatizes sex workers. Like, oh God, I could never be with someone because, you know, they have sex with someone else. Where I'm like, oh God, I could never be with you because you donated to, you know, a Republican super PAC. You know? Oh, it's, yeah. It, it, it's just, uh, if you can find someone with similar values and you know how to communicate and you know how to take time to make your partner feel special then i don't think it matters what your day job is well that, and that, i think that's very important 
I think that I think that's very important a very important comment because I think a lot of us have found it difficult. I know myself personally. I've I've had the stigma um, when when I was plastered in uh, Esquire magazine and GQ, and then tried to have my keep my vanilla work, you know, my events and my weddings and all the other things that I shot um, kind of all went to kind of all went to hell. Well, and obviously. Then, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, is that if you're going to do something like, you know, in the adult industry, you have to understand that people are not going to be comfortable with you working with children, working with religious organizations. Um, and that's just off the table. And when you choose to be public about that's what about making money from adult content, you can say goodbye to a lot of mainstream clients like anyone that's ever been in the adult industry. You know, they might be able to get cast on a show on a cable network but they're never we're never gonna see a porn star bachelorette <laughs> no probably not probably not you're probably right about that but yeah i, I mean it, it does it, it does hold a, a stigma so yeah it is true that if you know you you really want to have a normal life i think that we uh that you this have to stay away for people that want a normal life if you want a normal life go elsewhere if you want an extraordinary life if you want to have great stories this is this is a fun industry and it's great because you know you were i you know i work for myself i set my own schedule um and so that gives me freedom to live my white life the way that i want to and like i mentioned before there are some negative things that i can never do but there's a lot of things that i can do like i for example as of yesterday decided that i'm going to go down to new orleans for uh mardi gras weekend and i'll be appearing on a float there oh that's great that'll be a lot of fun yes it will and that's something that, you know, if I had a normal job, that's not something that's available to me. Um, but again, will I ever teach nursery school? Absolutely not. No. You know, I'd be run out of town, tarred and feathered. <laughs> well, I mean, unless you have something that you would really like to personally add through your personal touch in here, Ryan. Um, I feel like I've been pretty clear. I mean, I just hope people that go will follow me on social media. Um, one of my favorite things that I do is on my Twitter. Yes, I promote my porn scenes on there, but um, I'm a little bit of a bear enthusiast. Uh, they're easily my favorite animal. Um, and so on my, if you go to my Twitter, there's a hashtag called Breaking Bear News, and I bring all of the funnest bear news stories that I can find on my Twitter. That's just kind of a little bit of me um, that I like to do uh, that's out there. But, um, you know, my uh, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm attempting TikTok. It's not going very well, but mainly, you know, America's favorite stepmom.com if you want to see my collected scenes when I work for other companies. And onlyfans.com backslash Ryan Keeley is where you can go to find all of the stuff that I produce for myself and the custom videos that I produce for my subscribers. So they can write to you and you'll and ask you to do something special for them and you do it. I do. I love making custom videos. It's one of my absolute favorite things to do is to make people's fantasies come true. That's one of the things that I really enjoy about this industry is um, is the amount of empathy that independent perfor performers have and joy that I have in making people's like very specific fantasies come true. It's it's a blessing to be able to give people that kind of joy and to make them feel feel seen and heard. Well, when we talk about fantasies, you you like to help other people realize their fantasies. But what about you personally? Do, through any of your only fans or through any of your your fans that are out there do you ever get to live out some of your fantasies i've lived out almost all my fantasies uh i've had a i mean and that's one of the great things about working in porn is that 
you know, anything that I ever wanted to experiment with sexually, I was able to in a safe and controlled environment. And I am so grateful for that, that I wasn't, you know, I never put myself at risk to try something incredibly kinky or, or um, wild. Um, and so I'm forever grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I've kind of done everything that I've wanted to do. In fact, it's probably why I'm so boring now. Uh, my partner will tell you that I am. <laughs> I mean, I right now what I'm really into is just really like intimate, intense, you know, sex with someone, you know, and really like building on that relationship. And then I feel like the longer you're with someone, the more in deeper levels you can get to with your sexuality with them. Um, but you know, that, that, but that's because I, you know, I had all my wild threesomes and orgies in my twenties and, you know, it was like tied up and covered in hot candle wax and stripped all over the country. So I've done all that. Um, and so there's not really anything else. So that's why I like, I've done everything that I have thought of, which is why I like to get requests from my fans because they'll think of things that I never even imagined. And I'll be like, Oh, well, that's really fun. Like I just did my first balloon popping fetish video and it was an absolute delight. Wow, and how, how did how did you pop the balloons with your nails? Um, I bounced on them. Oh, okay. <laughs> they popped. It was, and I and I realized why. When I was doing research for that, I discovered that all of the women that do balloon popping videos, they all wear underpants. They're all in pants, uh -huh. um, like in a panty or something. And I realized why because it, there's, a, there, there's a there's 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 an element of danger. <laughs> Think about rubber band snapping. Exactly, um, it's, it's just, it stings. Yes, but it was so much fun, and that's not something that I would have, you know, thought. You know, I would have instinctively shot for myself. I definitely, you know. Well, that, that was that was an interesting fetish to or a fantasy to to help somebody with. And I, you know, and I just I I love that. It makes me so happy. Well, I'm glad. Well, we're glad, and and so, please follow Ryan on <laughs> social media. Inside the description, we'll have her Instagram, her Twitter, the link to her website, which is her OnlyFans. Um, you can connect with her there. Talk to her about your fantasies. See if she can do a custom video so you can meet your fantasy, because that's something that she likes to do. I love doing that. That's my abs. It's my favorite thing is to make people's fantasies come true. I mean, everyone should feel, as long as what they're doing is safe, sane, and consensual, um, I just feel like everybody should have the opportunity to live out their sexual fantasies. Some of us have done it. Some of us st still have some that we want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Always be seeking. Uh, exactly. Always be seeking something new. Mm -hmm. So we'll share all of Ryan's social media and links to the website and her OnlyFans in the description. So our listeners can find you very rapidly. And uh, also, um, if you would like to appear on my podcast and talk about your sexual fantasies, experiences, desires, or any topic in the adult entertainment industry, please message me your email. You can do it here on Anchor FM, or you can email me from the email link in, uh, in Anchor FM. And uh, so that's it for tonight's episode. And I really want to thank America's favorite stepmom, Ryan Keeley, for sharing her experiences and her incredible insight into the adult industry. Well, thank you so much for having me. So until, until next week, I am your host, Kevin, the erotic photographer, wishing you the great night filled with erotic fantasies and incredible sex.